0: I've been alive for 15,936 days. How about you? Do you know? And out of all those days that you've been alive, how many of those have you truly lived? I'm talking about like you're aware of your surroundings, you're celebrating, you're joyful, and you're feeling life, the energy within yourself. It's an important thing to do. My next guest is an awesome individual to have this conversation with. His name is Danny Bader and he's Amazon's number one best-selling author with four books to his name and you're going to love the conversation with him and why he is so passionate about this topic. So, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into because you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. (music) Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. I have an amazing guest sitting across from me right now. It's not often in 2022 that I get to sit across from my guest. A lot of Zoom calls and different ways to do interviews. But today you're going to hear from Mr. Danny Bader. Now, Danny Bader is ranked number one by Amazon. And he has been hailed by Success Magazine. He has four different books that are currently out. One book is in its second edition. I just found out he has a screenplay uh, to one of the books. He is a busy man, not just that, but he goes, he gives keynotes, he's done TED Talks, and he's right here today on the show. Welcome, Danny. How are you?
1: Greg, I'm doing great. Thanks so much, brother.
0: So glad to have you here. Now, just a few moments ago, you actually got to speak at my school to some of my students. I always tell my listeners about being a teacher, and uh, the kids were just like, that was inspirational. That was great. I got to hear a good message.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it in their eyes. It was. uh, That's always good when you see you're making a connection with them.
0: Yeah, it's, and it doesn't always happen. I bring people in sometimes, and that connection doesn't always hit like it hit today. And so I'm, I'm forever grateful that that you came out to uh, McCain to be able to speak with them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, thank and, you for having me, man. It was cool.
0: Yeah, and so now we get to do this. We get to we get to talk to America a little bit. Yes. Now, Danny, my show is really about trying to get two sides that are opposed to one another mm-hmm. to talk to one another and talk the common sense. Mm-hmm. Now, your latest book. Is should I should I abbreviate it for the listeners? Or yeah, you can let it rip. if You, you know, want. Yeah. it's called taking the shit out of the show. Yes, right. Um, so S H apostrophe T. Well, right? my,
1: my mother, my mother and father, my mom's still alive. She said that I couldn't put that word shit on the cover of a book. So thus the asterisk, right? S H asterisks, right? Yeah.
0: And that's probably true. Most of the book people would, you know, that might not go well in the stores when they go to sell it.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So
0: That makes sense. But I, I, I thought that this. Now I have not read this book yet. I've read uh, your first book, okay. so I'm, I'm behind. Back. I'll catch up and we'll talk about that. Yep. Um, but so this book I thought fit kind of this show, mm-hmm. right? It, it fits what I talk about daily that politics has become an absolute horrible show of manipulation Mm -hmm. and people fighting with one another. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I think you and I both know that's not what matters in life.
1: Yes, I agree. We got
0: to live. We got to care for one another. We got to love generously with one another. Mm -hmm. And you have an awesome story about how you got to this spot in your life. Mm -hmm.
1: And so I would like you to tell my listeners a little bit about you. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I grew up in in middle America with a sister. She's the oldest. And then seven boys below her. So I have six brothers. It's kind of like the Irish Catholic version of a Snow White and the seven people, right? Um, and I, ha- I had a pretty easy life without a whole lot of challenge until I was 28. And a buddy of mine, I was working for two brothers that had a roofing company. And the one brother and I lowered a ladder into an electric line. We, the margin of error was like two inches. I mean, we just nipped it and uh, had eight to 10,000 volts of electricity. And it came down and went into both of us and it killed us both. I was dead according to the other brother that was there. He came to do CPR on me. And he would say I was dead probably for 8 or 10 minutes. Uh, And then I came back to life. And my buddy didn't. Wow. So, you know, I went into one hospital. My heart and my kidneys were not in good shape. So they put me on a chopper, flew me to another trauma unit. You know, surgery on my feet and all where where the electricity came out. And then I got out. And, you know, my buddy's already dead, buried, funeral. And I'm, like, trying to engage in life. So like many people, you know, when you come out of those struggles, I went to that dark place, you know, drinking some drugs, you know, you know, just trying to ease the pain. You know, I um, wouldn't let anybody in. You know, my whole family's trying to help me, and I'm like, they don't understand what I'm going through. This is not fair. So the whole victim mentality kicked in. And, um, yeah, you know, then ultimately I got through it. And the first book is uh, called Back to Life that I released. And that's one we mentioned My our son Joey and I. You know Joey, our, our middle guy, and Luke as well, our oldest guy. Um Joey and I wrote a screenplay together because he's out in LA doing the acting and screenwriting thing. So uh yeah that book's based on the story of this young man named Jake that tries to figure out that tries to but figures out okay how am I going to get back engaged in life. You know I come back to life literally and, and and physically right my heart stopped everything stopped and now I came back to life yet I'm really not engaged in life. You know so I <laughs> offer to people to the listeners you know every day you come back to life. You know your feet hit the floor you're going to take 20,000 breaths. Your, your heartbeat's going to be 100,000 times that day. And the question, you know, as you and I share as kindred spirits is, what are you up to creating for yourself and your family? And how are you going about doing it? You know, how are you thinking, you know, what, what principles, what values are guiding you?
0: Yeah, I think fear is a, a really horrible uh, demotivator in yeah. people's lives. Yeah. You know, you talked about drinking, talk about drug use and kind of hitting a rock bottom. How much of that was the fear of living?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it because it was the unknown. It was the uncertainty and, you know, fear and regret. I think they're like twins, right? They travel Mm -hmm. together. So now I've got this fear of, you know, what am I going to do with my life? How's this going to play out? And I've got the regret of maybe I should have done something. You know, I had that kind of intuition. I looked at the wires and I said, are we going to be clear? And he said, yeah, we did it this way this morning. Yet I still, you you and I talked about that. I had that kind of intuition to go, wait a minute, something doesn't feel right. So, yeah, I think fear, regret, um, uncertainty. You know, fear and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So fear, uncertainty, regret are like triplets. I guess now, right? We'll probably have uh, quintuplets by the time we're together. But it's all those negative forces, you know, that that hold us back and keep us from creating what we want. And as you talked about, from from you know, loving and respecting people. You know, you don't have to you don't have to agree with what they say. Um, and so long as what they're doing or what they're thinking is not really harming humans, you know, it's just how they roll, and and, and that's okay. That's what we're here for, I think. Yeah, so
0: from somebody who has died for six, eight, ten minutes, however long it was, yep. um, let's start there. Let's not even get into um, the show quite yet, mm-hmm. right? So how does one get their feet back on the ground, quite literally, mm-hmm. after such ai um, I, I got to watch the puns here. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> But after such a traumatic experience— right. Um, what was the motivating factor yeah. that you're like? All right, yeah, let's get my stuff together here. It's it's time. Yeah, and uh,
1: yeah. Well, that moment, you know, in in screenplays they call them the inciting incident, right? Right. You know it. Yep. It's that where where the, the the person will never be the same mm-hmm. after that. So I, you know, the accident was certainly an inciting incident for me. And then there was another one when I was in the Outer Banks of North Carolina a few months after the accident. And I went down there, you know, with the intention of not coming back. That's how desperate I was. And um, I went in one day to, to buy a hose. I was just going to put it in my tailpipe in my Jeep, drive on the beach, and, and, you know, that would be it. The You know, life beat Danny Bader was kind of how I was. And um, I believe in angels. You know, I've talked about this a little bit too. I believe in angels and spirits and all. I was in this little hardware store down there. And I'm looking at these hoses, and I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, what color, what, what, how long should it be? I mean, these crazy thoughts, right? Right. This is going to be the article of my self-destruction, and I'm thinking about what color to buy. And this little yeah. lady walks by. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. It's nuts, right? It is, yeah. it, it's crazy. Um, so this little lady walks by, and, and she's, she's you know, kind of wrinkled from the sun. She's a big, bright smile. And she I don't even know what she said to me, Greg, but she kind of said something as she went by, and it, it spooked me out of my thoughts. And I thought, man, I can't do this. So I did the next best thing. I went out and got drunk. And then I'm walking back to my motel and I see a phone booth that's just sparkling. And I don't remember being there when I when I drove in a few days earlier. And I go in and call my mom and we have a chat and I uh, walk out of the phone booth and I told her I love her and I'll be home in a few days. And, um, you know, the little voice in my head said, I wonder what it's going to be like when I get better. And that was the other thing, which, you, you know, the work that I do, vision is a really big part of it the ability to imagine what needs to be real. So that was really it for me, man, because I was not thinking that way for three months. I was all in the rearview mirror. I screwed up. It's my fault. Nobody understands what I'm going through. And then I thought, man, I wonder what it's going to be like when I get through this rough time. That was it. Then, you know, it didn't happen instantly, but at least that got me back on the road, got my feet on the the ground again and thought, okay.
0: And so since you've been spending a lot of time going, talking in, a lot of different venues, mm-hmm. right? So you and I met uh, at an addictions uh, talk for people that were recovering in, in uh, recovering alcoholics, but I'm not sure exactly it was drugs, alcohol, whatever, but yeah, I was asked to film you. I think it was all of the above. I was yeah. asked to film you there, and that's how I met you. Yeah. Uh, but it was so uh, incredibly powerful to watch your, I'm going to call it testimony, uh, your testimony to people about your life
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then watching people respond mm. of, If this guy can do it, Mm -hmm. so can I.
1: Good. Right? Yes.
0: And isn't that what we need in life? We need that accountability partner to say, you know what? You can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. I understand. But look over here. Mm -hmm. This person's got it. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure in your life, you're probably sometimes still questioning, do I have it all together? Like all of us are in all parts
1: of our lives. Almost every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: But it's an inspirational story. And so I would tell my listeners, you know, read these books. I have not read... Uh, the Miller Light book yet?
1: <laughs> I met Jesus I met from Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That sounds like an awesome
1: title. You'll like that one. I,
0: I think I will. Um, and uh, I haven't also read um, the one, uh, do, 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 I'm trying to think what the other was. That's like the road sign on it.
1: Oh, Abraham's Diner. Abraham's Diner. Thank yeah, that's you. a short little business fable. Yeah, okay. That's cool too. Yeah, yeah I haven't a- read that one. Abraham's so. the road. I'm being honest with my listeners here. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I, I, I enjoyed your writing in Back to Life. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward to the, the latest book. Uh, but my message for people is, no, I've seen him in person. You can see him on TED Talks, things that he's mm-hmm. done. Uh, go to his website, dannybader.com. Uh, and that's bade yes. uh, uh And you will be inspired as well. And so I want to kind of get into that today a little bit about how you, Danny, mm-hmm. inspired me. Cool. And what Danny doesn't know and my listeners don't know, and this is going to be the revealing moment. I told him I had a really cool moment today.
1: I am so curious, dude.
0: Danny is responsible for this show. Wow. Danny Bader, you are responsible for America Emboldened with Greg Bolden being on the America Out Loud Network. And there I'm going mean. to explain that. So, uh, in Danny's talks, you talk about vision. Mm-hmm. And so, before I share my story, why don't you tell people about Jack Rabbit mm-hmm. and the vision that you tell every group when you go out and give your keynotes?
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. Thank you. So, I, I call this little model of five principles that I put together um, Jack Rabbit because the Jack Rabbit of all the animals in the animal kingdom has really good vision its eyes sit back on its head and high up so if I'm a jackrabbit sitting right here in this room this studio I, I, I have a full awareness I can see everything and I think I don't think I know for me as I've come to understand it, it's so important for us as people to have that full awareness of all the different areas that were in life all the roles that we're playing you know what are the values that we really want to live into so um, you know when I went to I guess it was 2007, the accident was 1992. I was working for a large organization here in Wilmington, and I went to a coaching school. And they sent me to come back and then, you know, coach executives and all. And at the end of it, they at the coaching school, it was about an eight-month program, they said you have to do a project, you know, like the end of every class. And they said, you, you know, you can do a model. So I thought to myself, here I was now married with a couple of kids, you know, reasonably okay, and I thought, what, what principles have I applied in my life from the day 8,000 volts killed me? until now, you know, living in middle America, married, two kids. And that's where I just distilled the jackrabbit philosophy. So I didn't invent these. I just saw people applying them, and I, and I applied them, and they they serve, they serve me well, and that's what I just offer people. You know, I don't tell people because telling doesn't work. Man. That's right. Yeah, but rather slow them down and let them observe their behavior in light of their intentions. Yeah, so five principles, and we can dig into them if you want. Yeah, yeah.
0: So so one of those principles that Danny talks about is mindset planning. mm mm-hmm. And I first heard you talk about this at the Lehman House when I was recording it. Sure. And you talk about mindset planning and encourage people, don't just write what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. Envision your future mm-hmm. as if it was there and present for you. Yes. And it took me six years before I was like, I'm going to try to apply this. Right. But finally, uh, you know, there's been different things in my life going on. Yes. Uh, I deal uh, almost daily with horrible anxiety, um, panic and stuff from some of my own experiences. And I share that often you know, with my students because I have students with anxiety and stuff and I like to let them know, you're not alone. Right. I overcame this. Mm-hmm. And when I say overcame, I live with it. Sure. I manage it. Mm-hmm. I got healthy ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to find a way better than where I was, mm-hmm. right? I've, I'd gotten myself to a point where uh, me personally, I found healthy ways to deal with things like no pharmaceuticals whatsoever mm-hmm. in order to deal with my anxiety, depression, whatever. That's a good spot to be. Mm -hmm. But then there was some TikTok videos and different people, and they kept talking about this mindset planning. I'm like, well, Danny Bader talked about this. Yes, I remember this. I said, you know what? July 5th, I sat down, and I wrote the following words at 10.14 in the morning, Uh and I meditated on them. Uh Being a teacher, I can spend time in meditation. My kids were down watching YouTube. And I'm only going to read part of this because it's deeply personal to me. Yeah, I appreciate it. But I want to let you guys kind of know, and this listeners have had have written to me before and said, how did this show come to be on America Out Loud? You're going to hear it right now. You're going to experience it with Mr. Bader. I wrote that I am loved and accept and give love generously. I am rich financially and spiritually, and I do not feel a need to work because finances are secure. Mm -hmm. I'm able to live life freely with my wife and children, happy in our lives together. I can live my life free without anxiety. I can live without ties to my past and I can live in the present. I continued to envision that, envision that. I'd been working on this podcast and sending it out to uh, some people Mm -hmm. for a couple of years, different ideas. I'd interviewed students, did this thing called The Outlet. Finally, I hit the spot where I was like, I'm going to do this show and I'm going to call it The Center. It had nothing to do with politics in The Center. It was really just the center for whatever, right? right? Like the center is where it happens. And people would maybe take whatever they wanted out of it. And so after I did that, Ten fourteen in the morning, mm-hmm. I spent a half hour in deep meditation, and like I've never before, and I started visualizing what my work ethic would look like, what it would look like to not have to worry about finances, mm-hmm. to have a successful show, to be successful. Mm-hmm. I love it. I recorded my show later that afternoon. Um, it was a good show. The most of the public has never heard it. I think eight hundred people downloaded it before the show got taken down. Okay. Because within twenty four hours, the America Out Loud network that I had sent it to. Their uh, CEO, Malcolm Outloud, contacted me. He goes, Greg, listen to the first 15 minutes. We need to talk. Mm. I was like, really? Mm. And then I had Michael Bidnark, who mm. was an ex-presidential candidate. Sure, yeah. He reached out to me. He's like, yeah. I really like your tone here. Let's talk. Yeah. All these people started coming out of the woodwork responding to this email. I never got responses from emails in the past. I used to hit door after door after door. Yeah. No one would open the door. And all of a sudden, all these doors opened immediately with this new episode, and all I can come back to is this mindset planning mm-hmm. and seeing my future and then going after it right. and going, that's already my reality in the future.
1: I love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And within 48 hours, they offered me a spot on their network. Wow. Uh, within about a week, we had the contract all worked out. And here's the show that you guys are listening to right now. That's here's amazing. Danny I love that. Me, I love it. The guy it. who inspired me to take a different mindset approach. To what I was doing. Good. And so that's why I reached out to you to do this
1: interview. Yeah, no, I love Because I
0: wanted to share that with you no. and then share your message with other people.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, when we met, you know, we were doing the work for, for Lyman House back then. You know, when you meet people, you just, you know, I, I use that term kindred spirits. And that's what it is. You know, you just, you just have like minds. You got like energy. And uh, yeah, when I saw you come through on LinkedIn, I'm like, hey, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah. No, this is great. Yeah. Good for you though, brother. I love that. You know, it's it's awesome. Yeah. But
0: I want to I want to I want to get to that mindset planning mm-hmm. for other people. How would you describe somebody that has never written down in a journal, mm-hmm. never spent that time meditating, to think differently about the present moment mm-hmm. and what the future holds for them? For somebody right now, they're living in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 back. I mean, using that Jackrabbit philosophy. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for somebody? What's the simple steps to begin today?
1: Yeah, that's great. I would say grab a pen, paper, phone, whatever, and just write down what you're saying to yourself. Write down your thoughts. And then I use an acronym that I use with my kids. They know it. It's HUT, H-U-T, hold useful thoughts. So you got to look and say, are these thoughts that I'm having right now useful to create what I want? You know, hold useful thoughts. And yours weren't earlier. Mine have not been right when I wrote the book and I'm, you know, even now, as you talked about, you know, we have the book, we have a screenplay. I get wrapped around, you know, it's hard to get a book made into a movie. It's so tough. You're not going to be able to find people. The screenplay is not as good as it should be, which aren't useful thoughts. Right. So I still get into it and it's just write them down and look and say, how do I feel? Right. Cause our action comes from how we feel. How do I feel when I, when I absorb these thoughts, when I'm with these thoughts and you probably feel like crap. And then that's not going to put you where you need to be. So when you got your thoughts and you started to create useful thoughts, you know, with your finances and your career and your vision and your and your wife and your family, you're reading them. Then you're probably like energetically, you're like, "Damn, let's go!" Mm-hmm. Email everybody, and whoever gets back to me, great. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to get it. It's I'm going to have it's it. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's the
0: difference. Yeah. It's the I'm going to have this. Yeah. And, you know, I, I hear it depends what circle you're in. And I always try to recognize that I got listeners of faith, listeners without faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's I believe in something larger than myself. Yes, you know, I, I was raised Catholic, and I think you were as well, correct? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah sure. So we have that in our kindred spirits, too. Uh, but if you're not raised Catholic, then this is another way to kind of look at this. is like your energy that you have in life. Mm-hmm. There is a frequency out there you can tune yourself to. Mm-hmm. I do believe this. Yeah. There's a frequency that you can tune yourself to that... Helps things come a lot easier to you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make life cake. It doesn't take away all your problems, sure. right? Right. And then for some people, that's prayer. Some people, that's intent. Yep. Uh, and other people, it's karma. Whatever you want to name it, but there's there's a word for it in all different types of faith beliefs mm-hmm. out there and non faith beliefs. And I find that that's uh, something that's you know if you were to check out one of Danny's uh, talks that are on YouTube, go onto his website. That's some of the stuff that you can be inspired by, mm-hmm. uh, that, to be able to get some extra words. And you also have a podcast, too. I don't want to not mention that. Right? Oh,
1: yeah. No, I got a podcast called Back to Life. There it is. Yeah. A lot of great guests on there that have different journeys. And the whole theme is, you know, Back to Life. You're coming back. And uh, I, got, I got a country singer on next week, Morgan Miles, young lady who um, is down in Nashville, you know, having some success, but still grinding it out. So I'm just like, how, when you come back to life every day, where's your inspiration? How do you create your inspiration? How do you move through difficult times? And uh, yeah, I'd recommend if, you know, if people, if you're a podcast listener, I've had some really cool guests on there.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I have here. Podcast listeners. That's so it, man. Please check out the Back to Life podcast. We're going to take a quick break here for just a moment. Uh, then we're going to come back with Danny and uh, talk a little bit more. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the
2: America Out Loud Network. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulverone iodine-based nasal spray, CoFix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. CoFix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple, by attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Copixer X banner ad on americaoutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD.
0: Welcome back bold Americans. Thanks for sticking around. We have Danny Bader here that we've been talking to for the last uh, 15 20 minutes and we're going to continue that conversation talking about his newest book that is out. Uh, you can now uh, order it on Amazon. It's taking the shit out of the show because hey, shit happens, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, that's your thing. We've all heard that phrase over sure. and over again. What I want to focus on is uh, having not read the book. Right. Maybe can you give us a synopsis? Of uh, what you're accomplishing in this book, where your mind is, and mm-hmm. what listeners, uh, readers can expect.
1: Yeah, you know, I had the idea for this one. Thanks, Greg. I had the idea for this book because I heard a few people in a short period of time use that term "shit show," and I'm like, man, what what does that what does that really mean? And I started digging into it, and um, then I started to write the book, and I was working with my editor a little bit, and it was just going to be one story. And then we came up with, the, the subtitle was Seven uh, Short Stories to Navigate Life's Challenges. And that's what, that's what the shit shows are. So then I thought, then I started to do the work and said, okay, what are, what are some shit shows that people have experienced? So Alexis is the first chapter and her husband cheated on her and she's just trying to move through that. She just wants to crush him financially and make him pay and everything else. And then um, there's a young man that comes out as gay and his father doesn't accept him. So dealing with that there's a woman who built a, a huge company and now her mentor is a uh, going back door to take the company away from her, which when you look, you go, Oh my gosh, how could the mentor do that? There's, there's a deeper story there in wow. terms of the CEO and how she built it and went out where she is. Um, so they're all fictionalized. There's a high school basketball player. She's the number one recruit in the country and she, she just has so much stress her mom her mom's a nut. We've all seen those parents in sports. Um, Yeah, so it's just those short stories I think that everybody can relate to. Um, The last one, they're all fictionalized with the exception, the last one is called Bobby. And that is uh, very much based on the life of my brother-in-law after he was diagnosed with ALS.
2: Hmm.
1: He fought it for five years, a wonderful man, married to my only sister. You know, came from a, you know, middle America and worked his way up to be a surgeon. And, um, you know, he got diagnosed with ALS about five and a half years ago. And you want to talk about shit show, right? I mean, you have terminal illness with no cure and he beat, you know, five years is a long time, but the whole premise of the book really, Greg is taking the shit out of the show is not removing the brutal facts that you have to deal with. It's how do you deal with them? That's how you take it out. And this, this struggle, this, this uncertainty in life, this pain that you're dealing with when you, when you formulate a different approach to it, man, everything changes everything changes and you move through it, you know, and that's our greatest opportunity for growth is struggle, right? Right. I mean, when was the last time something really great happened to you? And we look back and go, man, I really grew out of that. Now we're looking back when the world beats the shit out of us and we go, you know what? That was rough and I'm better for it. You know?
0: Yeah. I think that that's the trick that a lot of people never want to acknowledge without suffering. There is no joy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a painful part, right? But life is painful. It is. Life is filled with loss. Life is filled with those suffering moments, mm-hmm. but that's the only reason we can actually appreciate the joyful moments, yeah. the loving moments, because sure. otherwise we'd be blind to them yeah. and be completely void to it. Now, yeah. It's we,
1: like dark and light, right? If we yeah. didn't have both, we wouldn't know either. Correct.
0: Yeah. 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 We'd just be in a, a odd homeostasis yeah. that's not good for us. That's right. Um, you know, what I like about what you just talked about is, I, and it's funny, I just looked here and you used the word I'm going to use, uh, parables. Mm-hmm. Some of the best teachers in the world use parables. Mm-hmm. You know, we look back to the Bible. Jesus used parables to get his point across to his disciples. Sure, uh, Michael Bednarik, one of my, you know, people that I look up to just passed away, mm-hmm. used parables in order to tell people about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Did a great job. You are honing in on that parable story. So that way people can really experience and see themselves in mm-hmm. the story, that this could happen to me. Yeah. And so those chapters that you were just talking about, that sounds wonderful and where they get there. My question for you is, what happens to the people who refuse to acknowledge that they can get out of the show? Mm-hmm. They can get out of what's going on that's so painful. They can just escape it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was me for years after the accident. You know, I, I did not acknowledge that I could move through this. And so I just lived in pain and agony and I didn't let people in. I didn't, I didn't seek the support. You know, I would escape through, you know, alcohol or whatever. Um, yeah. You have to see the other side and you have to trust. You know, the trust is a big word for me. And, and if anybody reads this book or any of my books to hope, right? You think hope, I don't use hope. And when I, I when, when people say hope, I challenge them when I coach them because our words have energy and you think, people probably listening now go, wait, but faith, hope, love. I mean, that's it. How can you, how can you change that? But if you think of the definition, a hope is to want something to happen, right? I hope so. I want something to happen. Trust is to have a firm belief in the reliability of someone or something. So I encourage everybody, next time you, you catch yourself saying, you know, I, I hope I can lose 10 pounds. I hope I can, you know, get this bonus at work. I hope I can sign that client. I hope I can heal a relationship with my kid. Take out hope and say trust. Something will shift in you.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Now, wasn't the follow up to that faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love?
1: Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. St. Paul, I think, right?
0: Yeah. St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Now, what's great about that and what I want to point out right. is if the greatest is love, then yeah, you can have hope. I'm just going to give you a different mindset on this oh, one, yeah, right? Yeah. I love you can it. have hope, but love is trust. And mm-hmm. love is about honesty in that trust. Mm-hmm. How many times do we just completely BS somebody to their face? Mm hmm. But if we were telling what was really on our mind, mm-hmm. we'd be helping them grow and ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And that contributes
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the crap in the show.
1: Yeah, a lot of it, man. It really does. You know, yep. it, it contributes. And
0: so my show, where so many people are looking for political takes and hot takes on different mm-hmm. things, right? We We fail to realize we can remove ourselves from this type. We have a choice to make every day. Yeah, we do. On whether to take the bait and make mm-hmm. ourselves miserable with the headlines of the news Oof. or rise above.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, when you just said that too, the people, the awareness, and, and for us to kind of tell them what we're seeing, and you and I talk about you, you don't really tell. You get them to observe their behavior, light of their intentions. That's what coaching is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was just thinking of a guy that I've known for over the years, and, he, you know, he's got a pretty good life, business, um, kids, uh, a couple grandkids, and just, you know, he, he just drinks way too much. He knows it. It's destroyed relationships, you know. And I said to him one time, I said, "You know, nothing's going to change until you stop drinking. Nothing's going to change." And, and he looked and he said, "Well, that's not going to happen." And I said, "Well, I love you, and nothing's going to change."
0: It's a tough conversation to have with somebody because yeah. if you don't want to make the change, mm-hmm. or you don't feel that you need to make a change, if you f- think you have all that figured out, yeah, I, I, I've discovered something. Mm-hmm. It's humility.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. If we could teach anybody anything about life, Mm -hmm. it's to live life with a humble mind. Yes. We don't all know it all, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, here you are inspiring people, Mm -hmm. taking uh, a mission out of what your life experience is to try to bring good news to other people, to their lives. You don't know everything, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, I asked my
1: wife. She'll tell you that.
0: (laughs) I said the same thing about mine. I'm like, my wife's right more than me. Oh, my God.
1: My wife is so much more intelligent than me.
0: (laughs) Yep. We got that in common, too. Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, But no, I mean, even the, uh, and I'm sure you probably experienced this with your podcast. Uh, I got an email yesterday that was correcting me about something that I said. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest responsibility is putting a microphone in front of me and telling me I have to talk about something. Yes. Right. And try to be as intelligent as possible, but that doesn't mean I'm always going to get right? Right. You know, but that's the beautiful thing. We try. Sure. Try to, and I try to do everything with love, the best that I can. Like, you know. Lead lead with love,
1: man. That's that t-shirt I had for the kids. Yeah, lead with love. LWL. I like the fact that you
0: have all these abbreviations. Tell people about some of the shirts that you have.
1: Oh, yeah. So we have a couple t-shirts. You can get them out online at dannybader.com. And we would donate um, money from each t-shirt to the ALS um, Research and Therapy up in Cambridge, Mass., and so I have Jack Rabbitisms, and the first is D L D S M, which means don't let dumb shit matter. That's probably the most popular shirt. Then, uh, Eogbo, it all begins, or, or uh, it's all going to be okay. That's a good one. Um, it all begins with vision, i. e. B W V and, uh, L W L is lead with love yeah, and folks like them. And I think, you know, t-shirts, when you think about it, t-shirts were like our first social media, right? Right. I mean, you wore a t-shirt, you knew what you were all about. You know, when I was growing up, we were wearing a Kiss t-shirts, Aerosmith, right? I'm, I'm dating myself now. Um, but your t-shirts, it's good just to see a message because, again, focus is the concentration of attention or energy on something. So the more we can fill our minds and our eyes and our senses with things that are going to create a strong focus for us, that's, that's great. So, you know, when I'm reading these positive shirts or, you know, even if I'm wearing one down at the beach in a bar and somebody's like, oh my God, I love that shirt. You don't know when they may they may just need that. You have no idea where they are in their life, you know. So yeah, you and I put the microphone and we speak and we just trust that it's going to land for whoever it needs to land for. And when you know when they're skeptics or, or those that are going to just tell us how we're doing it wrong, you know, it's okay. I just love them from a distance, you know.
0: <laughs> how do you deal with uh, the? I hate to use. I'm not using that word. I'm going to come up with a different word. Um, How do you deal with the constant bickering that we seem to have devolved into Mm post-COVID? Have you seen that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, you've been a public person before Mm -hmm. COVID, going out, giving speeches, and now after. Yeah. We're losing our patience as as human beings. Yeah,
1: there's such a high degree of agitation. Yeah. And people drive, walking into stores with parents. And I think what it was, you know, for me, as I've come to understand it, you know, COVID just rocked our world. I never thought I would be sequestered into quarantine in my own home in the United States of Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, you know, in Pennsylvania. Right. I'm like, so they're not going to school. I can't travel anymore. You know, we're, we, I can't even, I wouldn't even go down and have a beer with my buddy right. down the street. You know, he would say, no, I'm, uh, we're, we're going to stay in. Nobody's going out. And I think that really just rattled m- many people to the core and they, they, they came face to face with mortality You know, and the people that there's a lot of opportunity when you come face to face with your mortality to go live a more bold, a more graceful, a more forgiving life. And there's an opportunity to stay in that agitation. And I think that's it. We just see so much. So I look for the people that are not agitated. I look for the people that are joyful. That that's what I'm looking for, you know, but the agitation is more interesting for people. It's like the news, right? Right. Yeah, let's go show. You know, I mean, show one great story and then fifteen, you know, murders and thefts and and all the other stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I was in college, I was studying TV film and I'll never forget my professor at the sales. He's like, "If it bleeds, it leads."
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, really? <laughs> if it bleeds, it's it leads. That's, that's it. It's a top story of the news every night because that's the one that the advertisers are going to make sure we come in strong. Yeah, that, and that's when I knew that uh, the nightly news was not for me. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not.
1: It's not for me. I don't watch. Yeah, I don't watch much news at all. Dominant. Yeah, I'm on social media because I have to be, and I catch myself, you know, monitoring, and, and I'm not going to that other stuff, man. I'll just stop it now.
0: Now, you you said that uh, people are not uh, monitoring their own happiness, in a sense, mm-hmm. with, because they maybe saw death. They looked death in the eyes mm-hmm. of what could possibly happen. We spend so many uh, years of our lives, days of our lives, mm-hmm. completely focused on just doing the routine, mm-hmm. not living.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think what happened was, mm-hmm. here's a ton of people that are not even living life, mm-hmm. right? They're just going through zombie-like life. Through yeah. life.
1: Yeah.
0: All of a sudden, they're told, hey, there's this really bad virus coming. Mm-hmm. You may die from this thing, mm-hmm. or your family members may die, and people are forced to look at their mortality for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're different. You've already had to look at your mortality for the first time. Yeah. Right? So something like COVID coming through. Mm-hmm. that's not a scary quote, you know, to somebody like yourself. Mm-hmm. It's we're going to live.
1: Yeah. We're going to yeah. continue through. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not afraid to die. I don't want to anytime soon yeah. again. You know, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy my life and, and right. great people and like you. And, and, and I'm not afraid because I know that there's a part of me that's going to go on, you know, and, and when you just trust that, uh, I think that's the key. You know, I talk an awful lot too. you talk about living. I, I have that quote that Kevin talked to me about. There's a hell of a difference between just living and being fully alive, so, people see it differently with those two words. For me, just living is going through the motions. Fully alive, yeah, there's something else going on beyond your heart and your brain and your lungs. You know, it's that fourth energy that makes your body go. You know, for me, I call it soul, right. spirit. Yeah, no question.
0: Have you found that you've uh, found different language to use with people to make sure that you're trying to live authentically uh, within joy and love and being mm-hmm. alive? Like, have you had to change? the language in your mindset, the way you speak. Oh goodness. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Holding those useful thoughts. You got to watch the words, you know, uh, you want to make sure that you always focus on what you want versus what you don't because your mind and your brain is going to respond to that. You know, I remember our daughter, Lizzie, who is a, she's a senior at university of Penn. Now she did gymnastics for a long time. And when those little girls are learning to, to do things on the balance beam, which is four inches wide, right? It's like a two by four. Um, I don't know if your daughter was ever into that or, but I remember her, Coaches, when these little girls would do a jump or cartwheel or whatever, you know, you know, they're probably five, six, seven years old, and they would, you know, they're on their feet, but now they're losing their balance and their arms are flailing. And, and the coaches would always say, core, tighten your core, tighten your core, and stay on the beam. I never heard the coaches say, don't fall. And people go, well, well don't fall or stay on the beam. That's the same thing. I'm like, no, radically different, radically different.
0: I think it was the Philadelphia Phillies. That um, Fergosi went out to the mound and told Kurt Schillinger, I forget which pitcher was on the mound, uh-huh. but I remember this story really well. He said, hey, man, whatever you do, don't be throwing this anywhere near the plate on this pitch. All right. If we walk them, we walk them. We get the next batter. And he throws it right down the middle and a home run came up.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I forget if it was for Gozi or somebody was recounting the story and I heard it, but it was like, you never tell somebody yeah. not to do something because they're exactly going to do
1: it. Sure. There's a lot of research that says we don't hear the word don't. Yes. yeah. Right? No, so everybody listening right now, if I, I'm going to challenge you. Ready? Don't think about a blue boat. There it is. There's Everybody's a going, boat. I got a motorboat. I got a sailboat. They're all blue. <laughs> yeah, they're right? all blue. I yeah, got it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, When I was taking the motorcycle riding class when I was in my 20s, uh, you know, a couple days ago. uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But they taught you, look where you want to go. Don't think about over there. And I'll never forget, I got my license, I get my first motorcycle. Sure. And I'm going, and I look over, and I'm like, am I lean enough? And as I'm looking, I just continue to go, and I went right up on the sidewalk onto somebody's front yard. Yeah. I mean, I was fine. I hit the brakes and all, but there was this thing you get attracted sure. to you get what you oh, focus on here. man right you exactly. get what you focus
1: on yeah there's just so many stories about that and that's where you're you know that's where meditation comes in because now you become more aware of your thoughts and you realize you know as I told the students you are not your thoughts you're the thinker of them and once you understand that then you go wait okay so if I'm just the thinker of my thoughts I can change them if I am my thoughts and they're negative well then you know I got a shit show waiting to happen or I'm in one already right yeah, there was a story years ago. I think it was the Australian cycling team. They would ride in the outback and way out of the cities in Australia, and there would be small um, bridges that would go over. I mean, this is a story that's been around a long time, and they were just planks of wood, and in between the planks of wood was maybe a two-inch gap. You know, know psych- uh, bicycles have a very, very small racing tire, and what happened is the team, you know, they keep going in these things, the ruts and falling, and they brought a psychologist over, and they, they were focused – on the gap between the boards, and he said, "See the board, ride across the board, ride across the board." Which is twelve inches. Which these guys are amazing on bikes, right? right. I mean, they could pre- ride across probably a four-inch board. They're focused on the gap, you know. Right. So, so often in life, same thing. When we're in a shit show, we're focused on the shit show, versus seeing ourselves move through it, right? Right, seeing the actions we got to take, the people we got to hang with, and seeing what the other side's going to be when we look in the rearview mirror and go, "Man, I'm glad that's over."
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes me think of the the saying "Mind the gap,"
1: right? Yeah, over yeah. In, in London. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't want to think about it. Yeah, stay
0: on, stay That's on it. the trail. That's it. All right, we're gonna take one more break here, and we're gonna come back. Uh, So we've been listening to Danny Bader. You can go find him on dannybader.com. You can find his four books there. You can also book him If if you're finding that this conversation, you're like, hey, who is this guy? Uh, You can actually book him to come to your place and be a keynote speaker. Uh, He's excellent. He gives workshops as well. uh, So he can talk about productivity, renewal, uh, and getting ready for that year ahead. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to check that. We'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network.
2: Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. We invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all.
0: We're talking to Danny Bader. This has been, I've had a smile on my face uh, almost the entire conversation because there's great energy coming from Danny here in the room. Uh, Just listening to you talk, everything makes sense, right? Because I I feel like I'm in tune with a lot of what you're already saying, Mm -hmm. and I want that for other people. Mm -hmm. I still need to work on it myself for other people. I don't have it all figured out, but I know that it's honest, And I think that as human beings, when we hear things that are honest and we know to be true, Mm -hmm. they're attractive. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we don't know how to attain them. Some people really doubt that there's more to life than just this physical experience that we have here on Earth. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes wonder if that's because people refuse to meditate. Uh, Maybe it's back to the humility Mm -hmm. side. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: If we're loving ourselves... I believe we owe it to ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
0: to at least understand our own energy. Yes. Because Einstein said
1: mm-hmm.
0: that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, which means that Danny, if he's correct, you always were mm-hmm. and always will be mm-hmm. just as I will always will be. And I always have been.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when we die, you know, I don't know exactly what happens, mm-hmm. but you have died. Mm-hmm. You kind of have a snippet of maybe what happens. Yeah. Can you help us understand that snippet?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe, as I said, that your heart and your brain and your lungs make your body go. And then there's that fourth energy, as you spoke about. And people, you know, refer to it as different things, you know, the, 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 the uh, you know, the soul, the spirit, you know, back Native Americans, the great spirit. Um, and I would just offer to people that when your body stops, there's a part of you that's going to keep going. My experience was not so much a physical world. You, you hear these death survivors, near death. I just watched a movie um, not too long ago, Miracles, something with Jennifer Gardner. A little girl fell down a tree. And, and when she went, she was in a physical place of heaven with people that had passed before her. That was not my experience. And I, and I think as I've talked with people who had near deaths and all, I think the experience that you have as you cross over into this next part of our journey is consistent with what you believe about it. You know what I mean. If you're going to go into a place with streets of paved with gold and there's beautiful music playing, then that's that's going to be part of your transition over. I don't know if that'll last. You know, for me, it was just an absolute. I don't even want to say feeling. It was more an absorption, a a, a, uni, a unity hmm. of of that love and that energy. And you know, according to my teachings, and you know the teachings that I follow, Jesus and all. Is that you know the divine's in us you know we're not the divine the divine's in us and then it's going to go back to source you know so i i don't i don't know what was going to happen to me as i as i continued to converse with this universal consciousness god awareness um i just know that i was having a conversation but it was not of words yeah. it was just a cosmic con- conversation and that's when i expressed love for my mom and my girlfriend who's now my wife of almost 30 years that's when i came back. so again you talk you talk about love and love wins. love is what brought me back into my body. love is what sent back the energy that is in danny bader. you know.
0: i had somebody ask me what i thought happened after we died. Mm-hmm. and after i gave it a lot of thought in college, i gave this as an answer. Mm-hmm. and it actually sounds very similar to what you experienced mm-hmm. but in a completely poetic way. Mm-hmm. so let me offer this and please? then tell me if it if, if it goes, please. So I too grew up in a Catholic uh, environment, mm-hmm. you know, following Jesus' teachings. Mm-hmm. But I never thought that heaven was gonna be what everybody was telling me it was gonna be, that my, you know, grandparents would be there welcoming me with open arms. That just right. didn't seem right. And I'm a guitar player, I'm a musician. Yes. And when you play a E power chord, it's like the perfect chord. It just sounds beautiful on a guitar.
2: Mm-hmm. It has
0: like this harmony.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've always told everybody the E power chord is heaven. Mm-hmm. And when people want to know what I mean by that. If we don't live with the right energy, we detune ourselves just like the guitar would be detuned.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: when we strum that chord, it's it's discordant. It's it's hell. It's it's not in unison whatsoever. Right. And so I've always believed my job here on earth is to make sure I'm tuning my energy
1: mm-hmm.
0: for what's after. I like that. And listening to what you just said about absorption mm-hmm. into something else... That kind of mm-hmm. goes with what my thoughts are, yeah. of like what my energy is. Yeah, It's going to be an absorption event yeah. for all of us. And if we're not part of wellness
2: mm-hmm.
0: in our spirit,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that maybe that's what hell is. It's the absorption of your energy doesn't fit in. It doesn't lock in with everybody else. Yeah. I
1: yeah, don't know. Yeah, I think your energy and your spirit. No, you do know. I wouldn't say I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. uh, I think the energy and the spirit that we have is at its essence good, is pure, is the love. What happens is when that energy's in in us now as human form, I, I think that, that, that what happens is, you know, it's probably a, an effect on that, you know, people walking around, you know, they're not they're not even in touch with their spirit, so you, you wonder what happens to that, you know, and then when it goes back to its source, you know, I, I I had a I was fortunate I had a I had a beautiful experience when I died, so I must I wasn't perfect here, but I think I was a pretty good person, and I don't know what the other side is. You know, if, if if you're if you're a shithead here and you're just mean and angry and, and greedy and you hurt people, I don't know what your experience is yeah. going to be. I do know that that energy inside of you is going to go back somewhere, right? Just not quite sure what, what what's what's out there. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, uh, Pascal, the ma- mathematician had a, a, a you ever hear Pascal's pa- wager? Pascal's yeah. wager. Thank you yeah. so much, man. And it it's kind of said, hey, you know. The wager is if if you live in such a way that you don't believe there's a heaven, well, then all right, go after it. And if you believe in such a way that there is, go after it. So if you live in such a way that you believe there's not a heaven and there is, there's a consequence. You might have some hell to pay. Yeah. If you believe that you live in such a way that there is a heaven and I want to be good and you get over there and there's not, well, then you just lived a good life here. So I think Pascal's Wager is pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, yeah I've talked about that before.
0: You know, it's funny. Pascal's Wager is how I decided whether or not to get a COVID shot. Mm. I used the uh, four columns of Pascal's Wager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, pluses and minuses of getting this vaccine. Right. Right. And uh, went through it. And I was able to kind of be like, okay, here's where I'm at with my decision. I'm good with this. Yeah. Right um on. But yeah, that's what you sound like. That makes sense to me. I use it for a lot of my decisions in life.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: There is a wager to be made in almost everything that we do, whether it's, should I accept this new job, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, what type of uh, decisions do I want to make with my family? Mm -hmm. I think everybody should know more about Pascal's wager. It's it's an
1: informed decision. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. Yeah, I haven't looked at it lately. and You know where I was going. It was great to be picked up on the second word wager. But it's really that I would encourage everybody to just live a good life. And we know what a good life is. You know, it's really, it's caring for people. It's caring for yourself. It's being committed to your growth. You know, it's having a belief in something bigger. And it's not, it's not about where you go to church, where you don't go to church. I mean, I have my beliefs and I live them. And if somebody doesn't have my beliefs, yet they live a really good, loving life, I'm just, I'm not the guy that's going to say you're wrong. You got to come over to my way of thinking. And I know you you do a lot with the politics and you and I've talked about it and I I don't get into politics all that much, but that's just it. You know, it's that forcing of you have to think my way and adopt my beliefs and my mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything else. And, and then when you trust though at the end, right? I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, I would get a lot of things that I think politicians laws rules that they're different. They're not consistent with me and my values. And that's okay if other people think differently. And at some point, You know, when the body stops and the spirit moves on, there's going to be some type of accountability, adjustment, you know, final, final justice, whatever people call it. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I think, you know, I've talked about before uh, Plato, Socrates, they Mm -hmm. said, what is the good life? Mm -hmm. Right. And the good life for you Mm -hmm. may be a little bit different than me. And, you know, when we talk about people's personal ethics and morals Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it becomes what is your moral code? Mm hmm. That doesn't mean somebody else has to follow that same moral Mm -mm, code. mm -mm. Um,
1: But we do all, I I think we all, to that point, we all know, I think intrinsically what goodness is. Yes. We all know. And that's what my wife and I, you know, we've worked very hard and and we're blessed. I'm thankful. I'm so proud and and love my kids. They're good people. They're not perfect. They made mistakes, you know, just like I have. But my wife and I would always say to them, be a good person, be good people. And, you know, you've got kids. There's nothing Mm -hmm. better than when somebody comes back and tells you about one of your kid's And something that they did that was good, you know, for no other reason than no other motivation, but just because they're good.
0: They chose well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all we can hope for. Yeah. You know, so as, as we kind of wrap up and give some final thoughts here in our last uh, five minutes or so here, Danny,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: No, how would you recommend, we, we have the Jackrabbit, we got these books, people,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: how can we help people live a better life? And choose wellness. We can't choose for them. We both acknowledge that, you know, during the show. We can't live people's lives for them. Mm -hmm. So what's the best way in order to inspire? What is working for you? Mm -hmm. What should work for others?
1: Yeah, thanks. I think, um, number one, lead with love. As I said in the t-shirt, meet people where they are. And, you know, challenge them from your heart. You know, enter into those conversations where it's, you know, what, what, what do you want? You know, what, what, what's a good six months or a year really look like for you and have those conversations with them and, and work to get them to see where they're thinking, right? Their thoughts, not useful, which is leading to actions, which are not getting them where they need to be. That's really it. And then for me, just, just you know, trust that it's all going to be okay. You know, I, I make a distinction with people too, between conscious and awareness, you know, for me, it, it, and even a lot of times people refer to the spirit as consciousness, you know, and I, I don't, for me, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense and that's okay. Because that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. but conscious for me is everybody wakes up and your heart and your brain and your lungs start and you're conscious right you would say that's a conscious person awareness for me is when consciousness gets sprinkled with the divine that's it and i want me i want to be aware i want to wake up every day and that's not going through the motions that's your heart brain lungs that's your that's conscious you're going through the motions awareness is you're realizing that every freaking day you have is that gift you know, as much as it sounds like the, you know, a bumper sticker or a t-shirt and truly is, you know, I talked to the students today and I said, you know, your heart beats a hundred thousand a day. You're breathing 20,000. They're automatic, man. And they are not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So when people can have that mindset and that perspective, it doesn't lessen your focus on what you're going after. You know, a lot of times with people when they're dealing with difficult times or they want to go out and have a you know, a a tremendous season as a team or they want to go out and make, you know, a whole bunch more money this year. And when I work with them to put it in perspective, I want them to understand that it it doesn't discount your energy and your focus on that happening. It just it kind of aligns it with a bigger picture. And I think it actually enhances how you're going to go to create those things. And that that's, you know, that's what I believe in. That's what I'll work with people and offer them. And um you know, thankfully, a lot of people respond to it. And again, it's not mine. It's just Danny Bader's spin on age-old principles that have been around a long, long time.
0: Right. You yeah, know, that's that's the great thing about uh, you know all the different podcasts people can listen to, all the different keynotes. Like Patrick Lencioni is like one of my big people that I've oh, yeah. learned from a lot By in the dysfunctions life. By exactly. team. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's he's phenomenal. He's great, man. Great guy. Um, super nice guy to meet too. Yeah. If you ever get an opportunity, if you haven't, Mm-mm. highly recommend.
1: I heard he's good, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. A
0: really good dude. Um, But you know, just because you know we all have these voices out there, we're all just little flashlights in darkness, mm-hmm. right? That's all. All of us are trying to do is shine a little light in darkness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, some of our light may not be as bright as others, yeah. right? Like I'm not sure my light's as bright as yours, but I'm okay with it, nah, right? We're that. all shining into the yeah, same. That's no, it. But, we're all shining. We're all shining. That's what matters at the end of the day. I think that's what we need. The harness. That's it. I want to see if I can help you today. Uh, with the screenplay yeah right so i'm oh, yeah. hearing so you've had the screenplay mm-hmm. um maybe there's somebody that listens to my show that's out in la mm-hmm. actually i know i have listeners in la because i've gotten emails from them right cool. um what do you need what what, what are you been trying to do shopping around or are you yeah
1: we, we have shopped it around you know and people get interested and, and and we get all excited and then you don't hear from them or you do hear from them and go i ah, know we got some other projects we're working on so anybody that's interested in making you know inspirational films that's what it is You know, it's based on the book Back to Life, which is a young man named Jake, which is Mm -hmm. Danny Bader. And how does Jake move through this difficult time? So it's a, a, you know, I don't want to say textbook, but text screenplay maybe for the hero's journey. I I mean, we've all, the the hero's journey where they have the inciting incident. Life's never going to be the same again. You don't know if this person's going to make it or not. False victories, false defeats, false victories, false defeats, and then ultimately, ah, he made it. <laughs> he made it. Yeah. He's on the other side. Yeah.
0: And so uh, run uh, the ending now. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. right. And I,
1: I think it's a cool story. Joey did a, Joey did a real nice job on the adaptation of the uh, screenplay. I worked with another screenwriter, and he just took it in a whole different direction. Right. And I thought, no, I want to get back a little bit more to the essence. So Joey did a nice job with it. So I, I think, it, and the, the Jackrabbit framework comes up in the movie, so it would almost be kind of a, I don't know if anybody's ever seen The Peaceful Warrior, Dan Millman. He was a gymnast, and then he wrote a book, The Peaceful Warrior. They made a movie with Nick Nolte. Okay, um, Yeah, and it's really good, you know, so so people watch the movie. It's entertaining, yet there's also some framework or fabric of personal growth, self-development, self-help, whatever you want to call it, which I think is pretty cool. And And I think, from what I hear from people, the world could, you know, use some of that. Yeah, I mean,
0: so if you're listening to the show right now, you've listened to Danny, you've heard his energy, you've heard his message, and you know that he has the screenplay out there and you feel that you can help out, where can people uh, send you an email?
1: Yeah, danny at com is real easy. Perfect. Danny at dannybader.com. Yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate Absolutely. it. No, Dad.
0: I'm glad to. So. I mean, for me, I just want to make sure that anyone that I listen to um, that, that inspires me in any way, shape, or form, that I'm pushing that out there to other people cool. so other people can get the same type of joy from it, right? Sure. we hold on to things, that's selfish. I want to get it out in front of as many people as possible. So I think that's important in life.
1: Yeah, that's it. And that's why I wrote the book, because I was so um, procrastinating and everything else. I shouldn't write this book. I can't write a story about, you know, where my friend died and all this. And I was on a plane ride with a young lady coming back from Chicago years ago. And I was maybe, you know, 40, 45. And she was young out of college, but working professional. And we had a conversation and, you know, I, I... you know, I'll tell people the story. Sometimes I won't, depending on the energy I'm getting from them. And she looked at me as we're getting off the plane. I never saw her again after that. She just looked me in the eyes and she said, you need to write this book. And she had such, wow. and she was young. She tried probably 25, 28. Such conviction. She right. said, you need to write that book. And And that was like one of those things where I'm like, man, I do. Thanks a lot. And again, I never saw her again, so it could have been one of them angels. God dropped down on me, you know. I'm not trying to drag this uh,
0: conversation on for you, but mm-hmm. had you ever written a book before? Have you ever, like, where did that come from?
1: No. No, I never did. I always, you know, I always had a creative streak. I majored in accounting. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Wrong yeah. Wrong turn. Um, because I wanted to please my mom. I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> and then I got up to the sales where you and I went and they had the, you know, the Labuda Theater. And yep. I'm like, man, this whole acting thing, the energy is great. I love to go up there. And I went, I, I went up and I auditioned for a Shakespearean play Othello. And uh, the director up there, uh, the feedback for me was that I sounded like Rocky Balboa doing Shakespeare. <laughs> so I'm like, so I didn't get the part. And they're like, no, just stay in accounting. So, uh, <laughs> no, I've always had the creative side, and I really do like it. You know, I like putting together talks right. and telling stories and, and writing the books. And I have great editors that really help me. Excellent. Know? Yeah.
0: Well, everybody, um, I wish I could spend more time with you and for the show and maybe we'll get you back in the future here and we'll yeah, we'll man. talk some more shop. I would love it. Uh, this has been Danny Bader. Uh, you can reach him once again, uh, www.dannybader.com to go to his website. You can find all these wonderful things four books on Amazon. Uh, help contribute um, to a great message to get these parables in your life, get these stories. Danny, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I appreciate
1: it. My pleasure. Thank you, Greg. You're doing great work, man.
0: Thank you. All right, everybody. It's been great. Uh, thank you. I know you had lots of opportunities to listen to many different types of shows, but you chose to be here today. And for that, I thank you for that. Uh, and I hope that I've honored your time well with this interview. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys again for another episode. We'll be back. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Thank you.